0: Hello, Explorers. I'm Pamela Riccia, and this is episode number 173 of the podcast. It's the 24th of April, 2019, as I record this intro. And this week, Anna Brown joins me to talk about unschooling. Surprise! <laughs> not much of a surprise, right? But this time, it's a little different. We're not talking about the ins and outs of unschooling itself, but about how it fits in the bigger picture. Hence the title of of the episode, Unschooling in Context. So it's a topic that I've been wanting to do for a while, but I really needed to let things percolate. So the kinds of questions I get from people, how those questions relate to each other, the missing bits of information or connections that inspire those questions, the conversations I come across online about what unschooling is and how it fits in with other alternative education options and so on. I needed time for all that to bounce around, to make interesting connections, and to start to come together into my version of the puzzle of defining unschooling. What I was wanting to put together was a framework of questions to guide the conversation along interesting and hopefully helpful paths. Granted, after percolating for a few months, I needed to remind myself not to wait for perfect My puzzle isn't done, and in fact, I'm sure I will continue to add to it for many years as my understanding continues to grow, but I think I got far enough along to participate in the conversation. Now, I think Anna and I were both clear in our conversation, but I want to mention it up front as well. We're putting unschooling in the context of other choices, comparing and contrasting and discussing them with an eye to helping people better understand unschooling. It's not about judging other choices or those that choose them. Definitely both Anna and I found unschooling to be a great choice for our families, but that doesn't mean we think it's the best choice for everyone. Choices are good and more choices is great. What helps us make better choices for our own families is more information and a better understanding of the choices at hand. That's what I wanted to contribute to the conversation with this episode. And a big thank you to Anna for being up to having the conversation with me in the first place. I hope you guys find it interesting and even better that it helps you understand unschooling a little bit more. As a personal update this week, I'm just feeling a burst of love and energy for the podcast and the work that surrounds it. I love having these conversations. Before every call, I'm still nervous. And after every call, I'm incredibly energized and excited. I feel like I float out of my chair. Such a distinct before and after every single time, but it's so worth it. More than three years in, and it's starting to feel like a real tangible thing. Like I'm finally getting the hang of it. (laughs) So let's go. (laughs) Oh, and But before we do, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support my unschooling work like this podcast and my website through Patreon. And a big welcome to new patron, Jackie Harakis. Hi, Jackie. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Their generous support is vital to helping me freely share information and inspiration with anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now let's explore unschooling with Anna. Welcome. I'm Pam LaRicchia from livingjoyfully.ca. And today I'm here with Anna Brown. Hi, Anna. Hi, (laughs) Anna. I am really, really happy to have Anna back on the podcast because I always love her perspective and her insights around unschooling. So that's especially why I'm excited for this episode, because what I want to tackle is defining unschooling, which really, really isn't an easy thing to do, which is why there's so much conversation around it and has been forever. Now, that said, right, I am not thinking or talking about trying to come up with a short and snappy definition, right? There, There isn't one because it's such a rich thing and it it turns into a lifestyle, etc. But what I want to do is add some context to the conversation by comparing and contrasting unschooling with some of the other alternative education options that are out there and some of the other terms that kind of get tossed around as... Um, as unschooling as well. Um, and none of this is in a better or worse kind of way. I love that the alternative education options out there are growing. I love that people are having more choices. Um, but talking about the differences between them with with an eye to helping parents make more informed choices around whether or not unschooling might be a great fit for their families. That's what I'm trying to do with this conversation. So speaking about choices, I do think the most or at least one of the most fundamental and helpful shifts for all parents to make um, is the realization that our children's education is our choice. I remember when when my kids were going to school when I had never heard of unschooling, you know, I, I said, you know, This isn't an option, and that was part of let's figure out a way to make this work for us having to go to school, right? It wasn't until I realized there was a choice that the whole world opened up all of a sudden. Um, So that's one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit because when we understand that their their education is a choice – Everything does open up, doesn't it? It's not just about school or no school. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, if I can question something as fundamental as that, <laughs> the whole world opens up,
1: doesn't it? I think so, because I think we tend to, um, maybe human nature, just kind of follow these conventional paths that have been laid out in front of us because, well, it's working, it seems to be fine. And I think what we found as, you know, both kind of leaders in our communities you know, I had so many people coming to me, there was a precipitous event, it's not working for their child, whatever. And they just they're throwing their hands up, I don't know what to do, but this isn't working. And then they see that choice piece, you know, and then once you see that choice piece, there is this whole world, and it's there, it's been there. But you know, most of us just aren't aware of it. And so I think that is that first step to Okay, we don't have to do this. And of course, every once in a while you still hear that person like, oh, is that okay? You don't have to do that. <laughs> you know, but but more and more, I mean, certainly over the 20 some years that we've been doing it, it's changed. You know, I think it's more commonplace, you you have much more resources, the internet and everything has helped all of those pieces be, you know, more at the forefront. But yeah, that's the first step. We've got a choice. What works for our family, what works for my kids.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. When we started, I had, obviously I'd never even heard of homeschooling. Nobody I knew was doing it. I only found, you know, it online and it's like, oh, there are people, there are people that do this and, you know, checked, um, we're in Ontario, Canada, checked the legalities of it, et cetera, found out how to pull them from school. Um, but it was—it was like this whole world opened up, and as you were saying, now it is. Now I can say homeschooling. Like back then, if I mentioned homeschooling, is that legal? It was like ninety-five percent of the time that was the first question, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but now most people have heard the term. Like like we, I was mentioning um, more and more alternative education options right. are starting to show up. So it is really cool that way. But yeah, as you said, I think the most fundamental piece is now that we have the choice, we can really start, instead of trying to um, help our families fit into the system that we think we have to, now we can look at our families first yeah. and see what will might work better for us. And you know what? That may even change over the years as circumstances change, Absolutely. as people change. But that's the wonderful thing. Once you realize you have a choice, like you can't take that back, right? Once you have that realization, even if you choose school, how you look at school is different now, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very cool. Okay, so now let's dive into some terminology because often it's helpful um, to choose different words to describe what we do um, depending on the circumstances, right? Whether we're, depends on who we're talking to, um, whether we're inside or outside alternative education uh, circles. Because, For example, um, in social conversations with, say, a neighbor, even now or at the grocery store, when the school question came up, I very rarely use the word unschooling. Um, so I was wondering, was that your experience too? Did you often talk about
1: unschooling when you were out and about with the world? Um, yeah, I mean, I think definitely like you in those casual yeah. checkout conversations or, you know, the neighbor or whatever, we just use homeschooling. Because basically, you know, I feel like unschooling is a method of homeschooling in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. And so, um, but you would gauge, is this person more interested or if it's a homeschooling person, then I would often say unschooling so that they understood, you know, because in that circle they knew those differences. But yeah, we just used homeschooling. Yeah. General. Yeah, that was that that was enough. (laughs)
0: Like basically saying they're not in school. Exactly. Right? That was enough for most people that we were touching. about in the world but yeah then when you're having a conversation you're talking to people who already know homeschooling exists and you may be talking about homeschooling then to as you said um mention the mention unschooling as the style or the method of homeschooling that we were choosing then because in in a conversation it's meeting people where they are right? right so that you can best be understood you're just trying you're trying to communicate with someone right and and understanding where they are helps your your
1: communication go most smoothly i think right and to some extent i think that's maybe not the only purpose, but the most important purpose of the terminology, you know, like for our day-to-day life and living, I don't think about, oh, we're unschooling today, or we're doing, you know, I don't think about it at all, but I think it helps in terms of communication, and I think it helps in terms of finding a community as well, so I think it has those purposes, and I think Mm -hmm. that's why this conversation is important, too, to kind of understand those responses.
0: That's such a great point because it's true. When I was looking for information online, it, it was amazing. I needed to use that, right? Yes, um, yes, definitely. Uh, and and also a great point that I didn't act. I didn't often use the term at home in our family no, either. Really right? There was no need no. to label what we were. We were living. We were just doing doing our thing. Um, yes. It wasn't until they were older that it came up once or twice you know yeah it it, because we didn't need to define it Mm -hmm. um, for what we were doing it that wasn't part of I guess just how we approached our days it 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 wasn't um you know when we were choosing to do something when we were having conversations it wasn't oh is this unschooling is this I didn't right. need to define it or label it within our family. We were looking at other things. We were looking at what we were interested in doing. We were looking at what our needs were that day, that week, that month, what our plans were. That was um, the language of our conversations. Yes. But yeah, when, you, when you're out either um, talking to people or looking for information yourself, then in, it, it really is about the context, right? Yeah. What, what yeah. terms you choose to use. Okay, so speaking of terms, lately the term self directed education has been growing in use, and I suspect that's as part of the Alliance for Self Directed Education's work, which is wonderful that they're starting to reach more and more people. So I just wanted to pull this bit from their about page. Uh, the organizers mm-hmm. of the Alliance recognize that there are many ways to practice and support self directed education including several varieties of self directed education aligned schools, learning centers, and homeschooling. And by homeschooling or home based self directed education, they basically mean unschooling. Um I I yeah, I've heard Peter Gray talk about that. Uh, I'll try I'll find the link and and put that in, in the show notes as well. Um But I have had some questions around this recently, Um, you you know, things like, should we not be using the term unschooling? Should we call it self-directed education so that the term spreads wider? And, you know, we're back to context again. But I think really understanding how all these terms fit together um, will really help us understand what, what we mean when we're using these terms. So basically, and I'll put this visual in in the show notes for people, but I kind of think of it as two overlapping circles. So one circle is homeschooling and the other circle is self-directed education. And where they overlap is unschooling. So unschooling is a style of homeschooling.
1: Oh, look at that. (laughs) I'm just gonna do that. Just so I hope that works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe well, it's backwards. Anna, Anna, I, I always, you know,
0: remember that. Oh, the the podcast people. Anna held up the the, the <laughs> for for the video. So if you're on YouTube, you just saw that. <laughs> So unschooling is a style of homeschooling in that it's home or family-based rather than school-based, right? And it's also a style of self-directed education in that the child is free to choose what they want to do and learn rather than having to follow a curriculum. So, yeah, unschooling's got the home based side of homeschooling and it's got the self directed learning side of self directed education. So, in my mind, that's how I see all these terms kind of fitting together. They don't exactly, they're not synonyms of each other, right? right? But they have an overlap. So, I think that might be why. It's really confusing, and and it can be hard, especially for newer people as they come and they hear all these terms bandied about, trying to figure out exactly well, what is unschooling? What is unschooling? Right?
1: Does that make sense to you, Anna? Well, so yeah, I loved the visual because I feel like um, again, I'm a visual person too, so I like to see how that. (laughs) I always, and I also think it, it helps with those nuances, you know, so that you can see these really are separate terms. There is some overlap, but but the overlap even doesn't define it. Do you know what I mean? So it has its own aspects, but yet here's where it overlaps with these other terms that maybe we're more familiar with, or this newer term that's coming into the picture. How does it fit? Homeschooling's kind of been around a long time. We know that, but how does it fit there? So I love that because I think it's a great first start to understanding the nuances and the distinct differences because there are distinct differences.
0: Yeah, I think that's one. Of the, and and I, I, I do love this. You know, there's, there's the challenge of, of understanding the terms and, and people like to define the terms. But I also love seeing how the language has developed. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you talk to older um, unschoolers, they use the term homeschooling because, you know, back when they began, homeschooling was the word for right. what we were doing. Right. right, And and it was eventually like so many like I've had a number of guests on who who call what they do and speak what, of what they do as homeschooling, even though when you look at what unschooling is, that's that's what they were doing. Right. And wow. eventually, <clears throat> John Holt um, found that there was enough of a distinction of people doing other styles inside the homeschooling label, if you want to call it that that he said, oh, well, let's make a new term to describe yeah. what we're doing so that it's easier, again, for people to find information, for people to find each other, for people to connect, et cetera, to more quickly kind of uh, define, I guess. what?
1: Yeah. Right. I, think, I mean, I think it helps with, with communication. Yeah. I think it helps with yeah. conversations, you know, and it gives that framework. And so, I, I mean, I do. I think it's an important, important point.
0: In, in the last few years now – Um, another term (laughs) has come into the picture, um, radical unschooling, right? Mm -hmm. To further define within unschooling. And I think it's cool. What this means is there's more and more people in these areas and there's more and more conversations (laughs) and, you know, more and more people trying to connect and, and figure out, we love to place things and, and find patterns and stuff. And, and that's awesome. So that, Uh, term has become more prevalent too over the years. Um, So I thought it would be great for us just to take a moment and talk maybe about some of the differences between unschooling and radical unschooling.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that is an important one because that I feel like that term has caused questions for years now. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll take a stab. So for me, what I feel like is we've talked about earlier unschooling as a style or a method of homeschooling. And I feel like what radical unschooling is, is taking that self-directed aspect and moving it into sleep and food and play and parenting more, you know, so it, it kind of takes it outside the educational realm and becomes more about the whole life. So, you know, I think it's interesting. I mean, cause I don't really consider it all that radical to treat humans as, you know, treat children as human beings and to, you know, live in harmony and figure out needs and that kind of stuff. But I think, I, I guess it was, you know, and so that's kind of where that came. So we took this, you know, people could, I guess, get more comfortably to the educational philosophy piece. And then they felt like, Ooh, we're making this radical leap <laughs> to, you know, talk to children about all of these things and for them to have, you know, sovereignty over their body and all of these different pieces. And so I think that's where that turn came in. And, and, you know, this, That for me personally, that's where I came up with consensual living. Like for me, consensual living was the umbrella, and then unschooling was our educational piece and how we lived with each other to meet needs and to communicate and no punishing and no, you know, top down pieces became about that. And I mentioned that not to make it more complicated, but in some (laughs) ways to say it is complicated. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) different layers. So I'm not trying to you know start a whole new thing. But but you know, that's the piece of it. So yeah, what how was radical unschooling for you?
0: (laughs) Well yeah, that's a piece. And and see, I we definitely radical unschooled. Um, you know, and for me, I kind of I kind of see have seen that as as a journey. You know, mm-hmm. because I came, I found unschooling through the education piece, right? Right. And and as we adopted that and I saw them learning, you know, on their own and and how how well that worked and for me it just kind of gradually grew to incorporate more and more. Well, if they can choose this and they're learning so much by having um the the freedom to make those choices, you know, how does it? How does it work when you relate it to wow. um, choices around food? Like, why? Why are those choices different from yeah. other educational choices? So for me, it was more of a journey. Um, so that's why I, you know, this is not exploring radical unschooling. <laughs> the podcast is exploring unschooling. Like, if I'm in a bunch of unschoolers and having a conversation. I can, right. you know, toss it up to more definitively explain mm-hmm. what we do, but it's not something that I I had, haven't taken that on in like normal conversation when I talked about unschooling. I I basically just use the term unschooling and for me, I I see it more as just kind of where people are on their unschooling journey. That's kind of the way like you saw consensual living, I saw
1: unschooling journey. <laughs> right. You know, And I, yeah, I get that. And I wonder too, because this is another difference like in our journeys and we have seen it also mirrored on the podcast recently and actually in the past too, but basically coming from attachment parenting. So in our culture, attachment parenting is probably viewed as radical, you know, this idea of, you know, connecting to your child and feeding them when they're hungry and, you know, sleep cycles and all those different pieces. And so I think for those of us that came from that background, you know, then it became maybe that's why I don't see radical, you know, that maybe that's why I don't know that there's a difference for me with that terminology. Yes, yes we absolutely radical unschooled in the way that people talk about radical unschooling. Yeah, no, that's such a great point, too, because you can start with that, you know,
0: life parenting side, right? Your attachment right. parent, and then then you're just adding in the education piece. Right. Again, It depends uh,
1: on your journey. Right. And where you yeah.
0: started and the, and the context of it. I love that. It's just, it's so individual, right? It really is. Yeah.
1: It's really
0: about us, yeah. right? And our choices and, and, and just our learning and growing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So another term that sometimes gets used interchangeably with unschooling is child-led learning. I've seen that around for years as well. Um, and you know, you totally get where they're coming from with that term, right? Um, because we're taught, you know, free to choose, you know, our children are choosing what they're doing and what they're learning, etc. But I think that can also lead to a lot of misunderstanding about how unschooling really works, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm jumping in. I'm sorry. I'm talking over top of you because this one really is the problem (laughs) because I think it causes so many misconceptions. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and I think it leads to something that, that we've called, and maybe you hear it other places too, but like Mm unparenting. And so, you know, Honestly, whenever I'm talking about unschooling, especially in a group of people that maybe are just getting first exposed to it or are kind of new to the idea, it is the first thing I throw out there that this is not the lazy path, the easy path. This is not just kids leading the way and nobody's with them and doing that. You know, unschooling is engaged and connected and facilitatory. And I think that you'd lose those pieces of it when you just have that child led as the piece, you know, as the term.
0: Yeah. As, as, you know, the, the overarching description. Right. Yeah. Because, because exactly you lose, you lose that whole piece of how the parent is involved. You know, so often we'll see people commenting, um, you know, oh, I thought unschooling was more hands off. I was, you know, supposed to kind of just sit back and wait for them to ask. I want to learn how to read now, mom, or I want to learn math now. You know, life is not subjects. When so when when you put child led in someone's mind, um, it's it's understandable that they think, oh, I should be kind of following along behind, backseat, keeping, yeah. keeping my hands off, not interfering. Because they see any conversation, you know, it, it leaves the impression that any conversation we have with them would be interfering with how, right. what path that they would choose. So I think, yeah, you lose that that entire piece. And, and then that leads to, as you were talking about, what, what has been labeled as unparenting, um, which is when you're not connecting with them, when they're just making... Choices And and what you lose for the child, the child also loses in that situation because they don't learn, um, they have no experience with, is a better way to put it, with the context of situations, of environments, of other people. You know, there's this whole big picture of the world and how they navigate the world and how they understand the world that if you're not there with them – it's so hard for them to pick up. It's so much harder for them to figure out that whole piece, figuring out, you know, getting along with other people, figuring out how to engage with the world. Like it, it just, it, it is harder on the child too. So it's not like, it's not about the, it's the parent's journey to figure out how to engage with them without imposing. Right. Right. Our own ideas or our own expectations on it. But, that is the journey of unschooling and understanding how
1: it works, right? Is Absolutely. how to be that's in relationship. Right. That's yeah. the journey for the parent, you know, yeah. to figure out that nuance and those different pieces. But but like you said, I mean, I don't think it serves a child to be placed out here with everyone in the background. Like mm-hmm. I feel as humans, we are in community, you know, that I feel like that's where we thrive is in relationships and connections and Feeding and growing off of each other. So it's not a one way. I think that's the other piece that maybe is can be the misconception with the child led is that we're, we're all just looking at the child and letting them, you know, go do this. It, in our family, and I know in yours too we're learning from each other. It's this, woo, 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 arrows all over the place. you know, it's not this one straight path or this one direction. It's this, you know, I'm learning from them. They're learning from me. We're learning from their dad. We're learning from the grandparents. We're learning from the community. And so it's so much more, I don't know, circular than, than child-led would appear. And I think, I think it ties people's hands when they hang on to that. Like you said, they're stepping back and maybe even um, holding back some impulses to be connected and involved because they think that's the right way to do it. And that's where I think the danger comes into play with that term. Because no, connect with your child, you know, talk to them, be a part of them, learn together and grow together because that to me is the beauty of unschooling.
0: Hmm. Because and so, not only in figuring out the world, you, you use the term um, facilitating before. Awesome way to describe how we help our kids. Because if we're not connecting with them, we're not um, we're not gaining enough information to help facilitate what they're trying to pursue. So not only um, is it more challenging with relationships and figuring out the world, the learning that they're doing may not be jumping forward. And the things that they're interested in pursuing and trying to accomplish just may not happen as quickly because they don't have other people with them, have us with them to facilitate that, to help them with things you know it's it's like the whole picture so you know you understand where it came from in that yes sure. we're we're facilitating our child as they follow their interests right but when that becomes a focus there's just so much that that's imp- implied in there that can get in the way of unschooling fully for unschooling to thrive right
1: Right, And I think you're right. Maybe that came from people leaving their traditional school environment where you have, you know, teacher imparting knowledge or, you know, curriculum giving yeah. you this one path that's so coming this way. So it's like, no, we want to stop that. We want to go this way. Yeah. But again, I think the reality of unschooling is, <laughs> <the swirl> of <laughs> it's and going together, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that. For those in the podcast. <laughs> Your <laughs> hands are flying everywhere, <laughs> but yeah, I I always love
0: to dis- describe unschooling as as swirling. Yeah, you know, our lives are swirling, and 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 we're finding connections, and we're moving forward, and and it's always like little steps, and then maybe maybe pivoting, you know, sure. because it, you know that curriculum really is like a, a straight path. What, whatever the path is, it's like you follow yeah. this, you follow this. Um, and child led can really leave the impression that it 's another straight path, just exactly. following the child instead of the curriculum, whereas this swirl of unschooling mm-hmm. and of connection uh, and of of seeing where you are, seeing the context of the moment, knowing what you 're trying to accomplish and 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 using that to choose your next step is is yes. a much better description of what it's like, isn't it 's like I think so <laughs> I do yeah, yeah. Okay, so another term that I've heard that can be (laughs) confusing for people, um, I've often heard democratic schools like those based on the Sudbury model referred to as unschooling schools. And again, you can understand where they were coming from with that term because there is a commonality in that they both fit under that self-directed education umbrella like we talked about before, but they really aren't synonymous. They are definitely two distinct learning environments, right? And I do think it's really helpful to understand the differences. So I would like to chat a little bit about that. How do you see the differences?
1: I mean, I see big, big differences. But I think the important piece for me is um, around the relationships. So I think one of the benefits and you'll hear it time and time again, you have in your podcast, you know, with people when you're asking them, what's your favorite part? Or what was the surprise? Or what was the, you know, whatever? It's the relationships, because the relationships that we're able to develop with unschooling, there really is no other, it, it's time, it's exposure, it's, it's the day-to-day with each other, it's the getting to know each other and all of those different pieces. And not only the relationship that you have with your child, but the relationship your child has with their siblings, if there are siblings, and those type of things, those taking place in our family home and then as we branch out into the community is so different than... Um, what would happen in a school environment, even if it's Sudbury. And I think the other big difference, and then I want to hear what you have to say, and we'll, we'll keep talking, but is it's this idea that there is a place of learning. And I'm not even sure they think of it that way. I don't even think because they're, they're excited about, oh, it's, you know, the children are leading the way but you're physically taking children to a place and saying this is where you're going to learn and, and and figure out these pieces. And what I love about unschooling, again, like we talked about earlier, we're not talking about that at home. We're just doing it. <laughs> you know, we're learning is happening at midnight. It's happening at, you know, seven in the morning. It's happening when we're walking in the forest. It's happening when we're in a big city. It's happening all the time. So there's not this idea of going somewhere to then acquire knowledge, so that would those would be kind of the two big pieces for me. But tell me what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yes, I want to dive deep into those. You know, the location piece is big, and you know what? I think it really has to do with where the parent is on yeah. their journey, right? Because it depends on on how they see learning. You know, if they wow. do well, you know, um, their child goes to Sudbury's school during the day yet you know learning continues in the evenings sure. and and all around you know they still see the learning that happens everywhere they just happen to do it at the Sudbury school or the democratic school you know or or the learning center or whatever during these yeah. certain hours um so but I think that is, and we're back to choice, right? We're back to Absolutely. understanding your child, what what works for them, understanding what works for your family, right? <clears throat> and 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 have if you've got these options available, right? But for some kids, that isn't a good fit, right? Having to go out to a different place um, during certain hours. You know, and that again, I think I believe that varies by school and learning center, but you know, they, they need some attendance, right? So right. that is a piece that you're adding to it. Um, and, and that's a difference, right? One way or the other, that's just a difference between unschooling and, and having to be at a physical location.
1: Yeah. Right. And possibly expectations, wouldn't you think? I mean, I feel like even though there's free flowing and they're this and they're whatever, I mean, there is somewhat of an expectation that you're coming there and that you're going to spark into something that's interesting, or you're going to get a group together to look at something or do. And so again, that expectation on a timetable, I think is maybe where I feel like is a big difference, you know, with unschooling, I feel like we, don't have that um, timetable expectations. You know, things bubble up in different ways in and in very organically. But, but I do agree with you that thrilled that these options are out there because I think they, you know, are so helpful to families to have choices that are in different situations. And I think also sometimes for kids that have been in school for a long time, having this little bit of structure that's familiar, and yet this ability to kind of branch off and and take control of that themselves is a really comfortable way to do that. So thrilled that these options are out there, but don't love that they're calling it unschooling school. Yeah, yeah. it's not not an unschooling
0: what what's the commonality is the self-directed learning piece yes yes that's the piece it's the learning side and that leads so nicely into the point you were talking about about the relationships with unschooling you know and when I came to it it was about replacing school right that was my first piece because I that's what we were doing we were leaving it's like okay they're not going to school anymore I need to replace that with what how am I going to do that right so we all know my story that I started in that education piece. But, yes, as as I came to see their learning, as I came to understand learning better, that relationship piece bubbled up more. I came to realize that if I focused on the relationship and staying connected and, you know, just 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 being in solid relationship with them, you know, and working through things together... The learning just followed, and I I eventually didn't need to think about the learning at all. Right, right. The relationship became the forefront, um, became what we focused on, you know. And and like you mentioned, um, that can be a little bit more challenging. Definitely, be more challenging if you're not spending that time with them. If you're not seeing what they're doing. If you're not having those conversations with them. Now, you know, at at these locations. Um, They have uh, adults there, they have peers there, you know, etc. But um, it's not the relationship um, with with the parent, with the siblings. um, and, And they only have that for those few hours, for the hours when they're not at the building, right? So it, it does make it more challenging to to develop those and to maintain them because you're not you don't have all these little clues because then it becomes harder to facilitate them ourselves, right? It is kind of saying, Okay, most of your learning is happening there, even though it's under your control, it's self directed, right. it's it's outside of the family versus right. inside. Right. Yeah. And I guess the other piece for me that I came to see over the years was how important that safety, that feeling of safety in the family was. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm sure that you can find that in, in other locations, but it's, it's harder because you're not as close. Like now you're trying to develop really close relationships in two different places. Right. Right. And the safety to be able to, you know, do things and fail because failing is a huge part of learning. Right. And and to be in a safe spot where you don't feel like you're going to be ridiculed um, and or even just feel embarrassed you know what I mean?
1: Right, yeah, because you know. I think there's an unconditionality to yeah. our family lives, you know, this unconditional love and connection piece that we develop with unschooling is this beautiful base with which to launch ideas and thoughts and, you know, journeys and pieces, and I think that while a school can, you can certainly develop relationships and there can be beautiful people, mentors and and things there, and that's lovely, I think it is very different, And and I think that what I like about unschooling is that so we have this base, we have this unconditional love, these connections, these relationships, and we can still have mentors and community and people outside, but, that, but we have this home base. And so for me, it worked better for my family to have the home base be home and unschooling and then we branch out versus going somewhere else and, and having that be the focus.
0: Yeah. Well, and then there is that location constraint um, in that, yeah, we could go out anywhere at any time during the day, (laughs) you know, versus having to try and have, you know, maybe supplies there or arrange trips, you know. Etc. There was some more freedom of movement. Maybe is, is what I'm yeah. going for. You know what I mean? That we could just pick right. up and and quickly go where wherever we wanted at the
1: time. I think another thing that is um, helpful with unschooling, and I'm trying to figure out how to word this, but it's it. I feel it flows with life more, maybe because. Um, it, it doesn't have a schedule and, and, and the Sudbury schools that I'm familiar with, you, it's, it's not exactly, you still need to go there. You have to go there a certain amount of time. You know, you can kind of make that time look like you want to within their framework, but there's still a certain amount of time you have to go. But I think with unschooling, I just, I'm thinking of times in our life when um, my dad was dying in, in hospice and we were, you know, as a family coming together to tend to that moment and how rich and special and filled with learning and love and amazement that was. And I think that that's something that unschooling allows us, you know, to flow with life, whether it's something that, that is challenging like that or something that's, Oh my gosh, we have an opportunity to go spend a month in Italy or to do whatever, you know, we have these different opportunities. And I think um, I like how it, it gave us that freedom over the years.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that kind of takes us back to yeah, I'm back to that diagram, right? Of those two overlapping yeah. circles and and it really is what is um important to you and 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 your family and your choices and your circumstances and and all that kind of stuff because with unschooling there's that homeschooling piece where that home and that family connection relationships family-based freedom to do things is important, right? And, you know, is the, is that your overriding or your overarching kind wow. of goal, um, a choice for choosing this alternative lifestyle, right? Or is is it the learning piece, right? The self directed piece is that the most important thing for you, you know, you know, because then maybe, maybe you know a. a a Sudbury style school, a democratic style school fits well for your circumstances, right? If that's kind of the most important piece and, and it's not a judgment as to which, you know, for you and I and, and, you know, other people who have chosen unschooling for a long time over the years, that has been the most, the family based side has been the most important piece, right?
1: Right. So I want to, so I'm interested in that just a little bit more too, because I think, and maybe this will help people see how individual it is. Yes. So to, to really look inside, because um, when you were saying that, I was like, yes, I know why we made the choice we did. And, and those that have heard me on the podcast before know that, you know, I had a child who was very, that was hospitalized at birth for an extended period of time, wasn't expected to survive. Even when we got out, wasn't expected to survive long after that. And absolutely our choice, my husband and my choice was we are going to live every day with this child and with each other and in joy and community and love. And as long as we can, (laughs) like that was everything that mattered to us. And that really just, we just kept doing that. You know, we just kept doing that and making that choice. And so the education to me is so secondary because what I saw with both my kids is that that was taking care of itself. (laughs) You know, they were learning and doing and whatever, but it was that connection with each other and with our family and with our extended family and with our community that I wanted to be the priority in our lives because I feel like, We can learn things. We are meant to learn as humans. We're meant to learn. And I think we're meant to be in relationship, but I think that takes some practice sometimes. (laughs) And so I think that giving that opportunity to be in community relationship like that has served my kids so much as they've grown into their adulthood way more than a workbook or a cool project or whatever would have done, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. but again, I think you're right. It's so individual. So it's all about that individual's journey. So I think those watching that are considering the different options, just look inside and talk to each other and and figure out as a family, like what are our priorities and what are we looking for here? Because there are so many amazing opportunities out there now. So yeah, not one right way at all, but you'll find your right way. I think if you look inside. I love that. I love that. Because it's so
0: it made me think about, you know, because I
1: found homeschooling, I brought
0: them home. And yes, for me, I discovered the relationships that we yeah. developed became my, my highest priority, right? Um, but I did also, um, you know, in, in my will, et cetera, or telling other people, you know, the, the self-directed learning part was very important to me. But the relationships were more important. But, you know, I said, if, if I pass away or Rock and I pass away, yeah. um, you know, there, there was a democratic school. It was yeah. a little bit further from us. But, you know, that would be my next choice. Because yeah, that, that was my prioritization, right? Because yeah. um, the relationships and the family and, like you said, the learning follows all of that. Um, but if something happened with that, that was my other choice and not to say that that needs to be a backup or anything like that. Like you said, you're figuring out what works best. You know what? For some people, maybe the, the relationships are really challenging. Um, yeah, you know, when, when you're working through things, you know, because there is a lot of personal work to get to that. Developing those kinds of relationships with our children, right? To, it, it, it is a lot of work for, for us to do, to get there. And, you know, and maybe, maybe our child really likes, um, a big, a big group you know, to hang yes. out and, and loves learning that way. And some kids don't. They, they that large numbers of people are overwhelming, having to go to a place on a certain schedule. Um, right. You know, maybe those things are challenging. So yeah, like you were saying, it's all about figuring out what are our priorities, what works for us as individuals, our strengths, weaknesses, the things we like, the situations that we like, how we like to learn. Like, All of that comes in and bubbles up and like that swirl that we were talking about, it's not one path or the other. These things are all part of the swirl of our lives and figuring ourselves out and, and
1: how we want to put our lives together. Right. And and I think something you said very early on was, and it can change, you know, so I think that's really important. So I think make the decisions when you're, figured out how I want to word this, but like when you're thinking about these decisions and you're looking at it, make the decisions based on what's best for you right now. And knowing that can change. Cause I think sometimes that's a stumbling block for people mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this seems so great now and everybody's going so great now, but I don't know if, if it's going to work forever. So we're not going to do it at all. and it's like no you can change you know so if it's working for you right now do it and you may find like Pam and I did that it just kept growing and working and was amazing or you may find you know what here we're at a different stage they have some different needs they're going to be served by these particular mentors or by this particular peer group great you know because again no one right answer no one straight path but but don't so don't stretch that too far out in the future. You know, just look at what works right now. Yeah, yeah. And to add on to that,
0: realizing that things can change, don't feel fixed. That's something, yes. right? Like I chose unschooling, you know, yes. let's say. And it's it's not working well, but I will look bad. Like we carry that baggage. Like when I talked about how a lot of it is our journey, like I made this yes. choice. I have to make this work. No, <laughs> right. When maybe it really isn't maybe right now the best fit for your family with your circumstances, with whatever's going on, yep. right. The, to lose that piece or work through that piece where we feel like the right or wrong judgment that I made this choice. So I have to make it work no matter what. Right. You know That's why I talk about even when people, when families are choosing school, realizing that you're choosing school, wow, like the weight that can come off with just knowing this is the choice right now. I don't have to buy into all, I don't have to bring it home. You know, this is just what works well for our family right now. And we'll see, you know, in six months, we'll see what we'll just.
1: uh, Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. And that just knowing your options, just understanding what's happening at these different places of the democratic schools, at uh, homeschooling families, unschooling families, all of that, just knowing that gives you so much more power and information to then create what you need, be it in the structure of a school, be it in the structure of a democratic school, be it in the structure of your own home. So that's why I just feel like this, this knowledge and these nuances and all these things are so important because it gives you all these tools and information to create the perfect situation for you and to adjust as you need to. So I I just such a critical point, I think. Yeah, because, you know, understanding it all isn't about
0: is not about choosing the label. It's not about saying, oh, I'm homeschooling. I'm unschooling. I'm doing this alternative education. It's but it's about our understanding about our choices. Yes, I think it's it's about getting more when you're understanding the, the differences, the nuances, as you said, you're better understanding your options. You're better. It's it's asking you to better learn how people learn it's asking you to better understand your child. It's asking you to better understand your priorities. Like there is no downside to better no downside. understanding
1: all the nuances between all whatever of choice life. you make. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no downside. And so it's just an important discussion to have in your families and to have with your friends and to talk it through because as you're talking through those pieces, I think what you'll see is that your priorities will start bubbling up your things, and and, and also some baggage may bubble up. So there may be some things you need to kind of sort out. Okay, is this about me? Is this about them? And, you know, I think I've talked about this before when they get into teenage years. Suddenly, I think because it's a time we remember more strongly as adults that we're... Uh, suddenly we're right back in it. You know, we're yeah. feeling some of the pressure we may have felt. And so, you know, I think all these discussions do bubble up some things from our past. So, but that's a great time to look at it, sort it out, set it aside, and then refocus back on your the family you have now that's in front of you and what would serve you all the best. So it, there's just so much great... I think learning and growth through this process is one of the other side benefits, you know, of unschooling is just how we learn more about ourselves and how we can realize that we're the creators of our own story. So I love that.
0: I love that. That was just a beautiful place to take it. Like, yeah, our self-awareness grows insanely because it needs to, for us to, yeah. so not only understand ourselves, but understand um, you know, the world better understand our family better, and like you said, we are the creators of of our our family's lives. Understanding that we have yeah. that power and those choices, um, it, it, it's everything, isn't it? Right? It you, is are the, you are the creator of your life. <laughs> and yes. your lives. Okay. All right. Uh, I hope we hit things for you guys. Um you're welcome to comment on the, on the episode if you have questions. Um, but I think, I think this was a great start to, right. to bring some context because I love that there are more and more opportunities, uh, yes, more and more absolutely. choices, but yes, that's more and more for us to, to figure out. It, it gives us, um, more information about the possibilities, right? That's just more possibilities that can
1: bubble up. But yeah. again. And they don't have to be competing. We don't, it doesn't no. have to be a thing. It doesn't have to be a one is better than the other. It's this, I think if we can just go back to the individuals and the families and, you know, let's just find what works best and know that that may change at any given time. Like that just feels better to me than pitting the different methods against each other or different, you know, it's just not necessary. It's not necessary at all. No, it's not necessary
0: at all. And, and then there's the whole piece about, you know, um, when, when people, it's so easy, especially as you're learning things to feel defensive, when people are explaining things, it can feel like an attack, right? When people saying no, with unschooling, there's X, Y, X, Y, and Z, you know, and, and when an experienced unschooling parent is talking about that, you know, they're talking about the roots, the, the fundamentals of it. Um, there's so, that's another piece I guess we could hit on the language, right? Because Because the language means different things depending on where you are and your journey. Like when right. you when you tell somebody new that our kids don't have bedtimes, yeah. you know, the picture that that creates in their <laughs> mind is entirely different than the picture of the person who said that. Yes, but it's true, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, when I would say no, we I mean, my kids are now, you know, they're 19 and 21, have never been punished. I mean, that's just not a – people are like, what? How did you do that? <laughs> but, you know, when you're in that life, it just flows when you're talking to each other and communicating and solving problems together. But, yeah, that, so the the language and some of those little snippets are kind of hard for people to take out of context and may need more information. But that's the beauty of the journey, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, if you feel defensive, it's not that they're trying – I, you know, I certainly don't believe, in, uh, and when I'm talking, I certainly don't mean anyone to feel like they're being attacked, to feel like, you know, your definition is wrong. We're all learning, right? We're all, we're all sharing our experiences, sharing our insights, learning more about it. Like, I continue to learn. That's part of what I love about doing the podcast, you know, hearing other people's experiences. I love sharing that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, it's great and helpful to understand that when we're, when we're new to these ideas, it can feel maybe a bit of, of an attack, like, oh, you're not well, doing unschooling right, or you're not doing that. No, they're really trying to communicate so that you can better understand. Right. If you take it with that view, it's not a competition between any, any choices. It's helping you better understand those choices so that you can um, <clears throat> play around with them in your family. Swirl them in, try them out, see, see what, what works for you. See what connects with you. Right. Right. Like what makes, for me, it's like, what makes the most sense? Yes. What is the next little step? And, and it doesn't have to be, oh my gosh, I'm school. Uh, I, I've chosen unschooling and I need to run there as fast as I can. Right right now. You know, (laughs) it's not rules of unschooling, anything like that. It's okay. This next baby step to understanding, oh gee, you know, they're asking about different food things. You know, or they're asking about math, you know, it's, and they're not gonna, it, you know, math subjects are, that's another whole paradigm shift, right? As you're learning about unschooling and learning how people learn and, and the dividing the world in subjects. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful journey. <laughs>
1: But yes. I mean we've seen it play out with so many people where mm-hmm. they do those baby steps and then they are really like, oh my gosh, you know, this really changed things. This is really changing the energy of my house. This is really changing all of these different pieces. And some of these things that they were worried about or things they that weren't taking care of themselves suddenly, okay, it's falling into place now because we're working together. So, you know, I, I think just being aware and having those conversations with yourself and with your family and thinking about it will just lead you to a beautiful place really again no matter where you end up or what you end up trying and doing because it's that awareness and that understanding that just you know leads so much beauty to the journey yep yep
0: we are the creators (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness thank you so
1: much Anna that was a lot of fun done yeah thanks <laughs> and you're, we'll probably have more so I, I am hoping people will ask questions or or you know can start a conversation because we can talk about it some more
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's really interesting so I, I hope this was was helpful a good start a little bit more context um, to some of the terminology that comes up in conversations and and just 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 more fodder right more fodder yes <laughs> Oh, thanks. Have a wonderful day, Anna. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you found it helpful. You might also like the backlist episodes at livingjoyfully.ca forward slash podcast. While you're there, be sure to check out the first book in my Living Joyfully with Unschooling series, Free to Learn, Five Ideas for a Joyful Unschooling Life. In it, I share the five paradigm-changing ideas that most help me better understand unschooling. Reviewers have said, A quick read, but packed with ideas that challenge the dominant paradigm of our failing approach to learning, this little gem makes an excellent argument for unschooling. And, I was rather doubtful about this book, as I had never heard of the author, but after reading it, I wish that I had read it years ago. I hope you find it helpful, too. Free to Learn has also been translated into French and Spanish. Until next time, have fun living and learning with your family.